Hello and welcome to CB3, a podcast by three girls on the CB postcode, bringing you cultural, philosophical and nonsensical content every week. Um, my name is Hannah. I um, study French and Persian at St Andrews University and I've just found out this week that I'm exceptional at de-skinning board beans. Yeah, I know. Well, what a skill. Hello, I'm Charlotte. I am a 20-year-old um, psychology and philosophy student and today I learned that deers are actually temporarily blinded in the headlights, which seems so like an sad. obvious fact, but I didn't think it was actually true. <laughs> Wait, but how did you find that out? Did you like look it up? Well, yeah, I was watching Peter Rabbit with my family and I don't know if you've seen it, <laughs> it's really, really cute. And there's this poor deer that keeps getting blinded by the headlights and I was like, I feel like this is something I should know. So then I looked it up and yeah, it, they are actually temporarily blinded, which is why they stop and why they're such a hazard to themselves. I was going to introduce myself, but now I'm just a bit <laughs> upset. Um, I'm Darcy, I'm a Spanish and Politics student, I'm 21, and I've recently come into a territorial conflict with my mum about garden chairs and sunbathing opportune locations. So, Charlotte, if you hear any noise, it's because me and my mum have come to... I don't know what's happening. <laughs> okay. We're going to start with talking about consumption quarantines. This is a section of the show where we talk about things we've been consuming this week. Um, I'm going to start, if that's okay with you guys. Um, I'm going to recommend two things this week. The first thing is a bit of a pretentious one, but that's fine. Pretentious is fine. It is a collection of articles and short stories printed in The Granter, which is a magazine of new writing. And this one's called Possession. And it starts with a story about, like, Ukraine and then it goes into someone's unhappy married life and it like it's just it's basically you can't not review it well because there'll be something in there that you like um so that's my recommendation wait but how do you get it like how do you how do you get it this is a great question you buy it, <laughs> you buy it <laughs> I think okay. I think Granta used to be a magazine or like an online journal but yeah my friend this is my friend my mum's friend gave it to me for Christmas because she was like you're gonna be traveling you need some more stories and I was like oh I repeat my <laughs> year abroad but yeah I am gonna be traveling um <laughs> And the other thing I'm going to recommend is a podcast. So Clara Ampho, who's a radio and DJ, an overall legend, she interviews people um, and their relationship to London. So the podcast is called This City. And the w- ones that are good are like the Louis Theroux one. Um, she's current, I'm currently listening to the one with Jade Thurwell from Little Mix, who's not from London, but she has spent a lot of her time in London because Little Mix. Um, and yeah, she interviews loads of p- interesting people. Reggie Yates is another good one. Um, I found the way he speaks a bit weird, but there you go. So those are my two recommendations. Ideal. Shah, do you want to go next? Yeah, of course. Um, so my recommendations for this week are both podcasts. So one of them is The Luna Project, which is um, a podcast that my friends have done, actually from university. And it's all to do with raising awareness and supporting young people with chronic illnesses and disabilities. So they've done some podcasts and it's all to do with what they've learned and what they've gained on um during their time at university and also not at university and it's really really eye-opening for someone who doesn't have a disability like myself because I don't think that I would otherwise know anything about it and it's definitely something that I really really need to listen to 
and the other one as Darcy you definitely know is Rewilding my favorite podcast of all time um which I then also will talk about more at the end um, <laughs> it's by this woman called Ella Grace Denton and honestly all of her episodes are incredible I'm waiting for um season two with impatience honestly but um yeah really really great podcast mm, that's really cool I really liked her episode with Debbie Frank, the astrologer. So that was really eye-opening for like introductions to astrology. Um, and you got the book afterwards, didn't you? Yeah, I did get the book afterwards. I was a whole franchise queen for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, no. She was really interesting. I thought her accent was like, I, I don't know, it threw me. But she, actually, I want to say it for people who don't know, but her accent just, it was a nice surprise. It is great. Wait, what do you mean? Now I'm really curious. She just well, you'll like, have to listen to it. Exactly, there you go. There you go. Hannah, what have you got for us? Um, I've just got a couple of things. So just moving, actually no, I'm going to give you a podcast. So this is actually a recommendation that my good friend, Annika, little shout out there, she sent me the other day and it's um, it's called This Is Spoke. And um, you know uh, Chidera Dero, the sunflower? So she used to have, this is her like podcast. And um, she does it with someone else. I can't actually remember the name of the other person she presents with. But I was trying to listen to like some of them, and there was one that was called um, "Too." I think it's called "Too." I think it's called "Too Many Man" or "Too Many Men." And basically, she was interviewing a two, a female rapper and a female director, and about their experiences as women in traditionally male-dominated um, like creative industries. I just thought it was so cool, and the girls had like really, really interesting um stories and just like they were asked like to give an example of when they felt like the most empowered or like just general exa- uh, example of experiences that I'd gone through so that was really interesting and I learned a lot then there was one um I was gonna go for um, a series so there's a series on Netflix right now called Unorthodox I was gonna ask you about this because I saw the trailer and I was like hold on Sorry, yeah, but... Yes, Hannah's but, a Jew, and but, she would probably be watching this. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. But yeah, I was curious. Go on. <laughs> it's actually really good. Like, um, I don't actually know, like... I know quite a lot about, like, like ultra-Orthodox people, just because like, I've been... I don't know, just come up in conversation, just researched it and stuff. Um, but I didn't like you hear all these stories and you hear all these stories of people coming off the dare, so like off the way. And um and I've never actually like properly seen a show about it. Uh, I know there's loads of books out there, like memoirs and stuff. So then when I saw it, I was like, oh, interesting. And it's really cool. It's about this girl who she's married and she decides she can't live in this like super suffocating environment in Williamsburg. And so she escapes to Berlin because her mum is living there. And then, like, she falls in this music crowd and she, like, stops wearing her shaitel, her wig, and um, she goes to a club for the first time. And it's super cool. And I think it's based on fact. Like, I think it's based on a memoir. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty groovy. That's quite interesting. I think, um, did you go, did you go to listen to The Guilty Feminist? Yes. No, but people recommended it. So this is like that was the first podcast I ever listened to, and basically Deborah Francis White, who's where also I get my Australian accent impersonation from, but don't tell her that. Um, <laughs> basically, she used to be a Jehovah's Witness, and this is like 
she's so interesting in other ways but this is well, the one thing that like she gets interviewed on radio one radio four four radio one <laughs> um it's because she's like this is how you leave a cult this is what happens it's like how mm. the jehovah's witnesses will treat you after you've left the cult um she also does like some sort of outreach program kind of by accident with other ex-jehovah's when they just left to be like this is how you sort of reintegrate into life that you've never known because also because the jehovah's witnesses in her situation had quite a structured gender hierarchy so she hadn't known how to like conduct herself independently ever really and then she leaves and she's like i am an adult in every other way but just not in this community that I was in for ages that did sounds kind of similar do they try and convince her to come back well this is the thing because it takes so long to like because it's such an intense thing to leave they just don't like they ask they ask the people who you were related to to no longer have ties with you like they literally mean like if you leave you leave everything with behind you so you're very much on your own, like navigating a space that you've never been in before. That must have been really terrifying. Also, yeah, also because she was quite young when it happened. Like she wasn't, I think she was, must be about our age. And she Hannah, like, how um, sensitive have you found unorthodox to be? What do you mean? Like, have you found it to be appropriate to the audience that it's delivering to? to? I think it's, I think for people who don't know much, it's like, you get an idea. And there's like, m- there's parts of it where I'm like, oh, like it's quite clear that this is kind of being played up for, for an audience. Because um, I don't want to spoil it though by giving examples of what I mean. But at the same time, I haven't actually read the original memoir, so all the things that I think are very much like played up, really exaggerated, could have happened to her. So yeah, I actually can't really comment that much without spoiling it because it's a really short series, and like every episode, like new things are revealed, and like a lot of things happen per episode. I think in general it's it's fine. I didn't like there wasn't any moment when I was like, ooh, like if you're not Jewish or like don't know much about the Orthodox, ooh, this is bad representation. I was kind of just like chill with it. Well, that's really good. I do worry sometimes with like Netflix, like they sometimes don't always hit the mark. Like I found the um did you guys watch Elite? Elite? No, I haven't yet. There's a, a plot line to do with some, a girl who's religious in the first series that I thought was so like tired. And I was like, we've seen this before. We've seen this also for years. Like the last 10 years of representation for this group of people has always been the same. Yeah. And it's not as if Spain is like post-racial. I'm doing it with inverted commas. Like Spain also has a problem with this. So why are they taking such liberties to use a very, just a very generalised experience and being like, this is, must be what happens to, you know, this group. But also that said, it is also really good. Like, apart from that bit, that's my one concern. And then the rest of the series, and then the other two series, the seasons after that. Chef's amazing. Kids, amazing. Really good. <laughs> really, really good. Have you yeah. guys um, seen Pose? Yes. Okay. So, do you, wait, do you want to speak on this first? No, no, you go. You're okay. hyped. So, it's, be- <laughs> it's based on Paris is Burning, right? Which is fantastic. Shout out to Elliot for showing it to me. Basically, Charles, do you know what it's about at all? No, not at all, but I have been recommended Paris and Burning uh, recently, so I, that's on my next watch. It's good. It's, um, Paris and Burning is really nice. It's basically about the ballroom community, like drag queens and drag kings community in New York in the 80s. And it's based on a real thing. Like, this, is all, this wasn't fictionalised. Pose uses that as its basis and characters to make a series. And I, think, I like it. I like Pose. But there's one character who cannot act, or in my opinion can't act, and it really grinds my gears because she's also a really strong character. Like she could be like powerful, like good breaking up scenes, like good power, power like display. 
but my god sometimes she does some lines and i'm like please <laughs> which one electra abundance oh the one she's who's beautiful. like the, the mother of like one of the houses yeah she's beautiful she's accomplished she's like when she walks you're like she owns but you can see why she got she gets grand prize but and also there's a weird fake british accent i'm like what where did you come but the thing is this is the same thing with Elita. this is one thing the rest of the series lovely great also kind of unavoidable well do you have one bad actor yeah yeah Although she's as a face, Hannah, you are ours, you are started this, and I just went. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have this. What What do you think of Post? I thought it's really cool. I didn't know much about the ball scene, the ballroom scene. Sorry, and yeah, no, it's actually really interesting. Like purely from just like learning new things, I'm just like, wow, my eyes have been opened. Um, and they're all fabulous and I kind of agree with you Darcy and I really thought about before but now I'm like replaying or like all her lines or like all I can remember from her talking and I'm like yeah yeah I get that once you notice it you can't get away from it it's really annoying because like yeah she's having really important interpersonal relationships with other, with other like young queens and you're just like why do you speak like that <laughs> like what are you doing but also like even if she couldn't act like she's important yeah, like her being cast for that is important and symbolic. Yeah, the costumes are amazing. The like costume, they put so the much detail. Everyone is pristine or really like dressed well, like dressed for their character yeah. really well. Whoever did wardrobe is should be applauded because they are brutal. Snaps to wardrobe. Charlotte, should we move on to? I believe my my brain's a bit sleepy. I need to be woken up. Have you got something for that? Well, here, here's, well, this will do the trick, hopefully. Our next <laughs> part is Charlotte's webinars, um, which are some questions that I've thought up during the week, normally around 1 or 2 a.m. Um, so <laughs> really ideal timing for these questions. But I found that since not having any uni work to do, my brain is sort of like really, really super hyperactive at those times and I've just got all these questions wearing so I thought what better place to bring it to than here so our first question we have is um, and this actually isn't an original one I'm afraid but um, does morality apply to dreams so what are your initial reactions well like if you can be held accountable for for example like if you dreamed about killing someone should you be held accountable for that dream is that what you're trying to ask exactly yeah um i feel like that's quite strong i mean to a simpler degree you could talk about cheating lying stealing so imagine if i was to steal from um, my next door neighbor in my dream should i be punished for that was that okay to do or like should i be rewarded if i was to give charity in a dream those kind of lines i feel like because we don't know fully what dreams are or like how they relate to us we can't make rules off that yet unless we know more that also goes for the whole thing of like you don't know whatever the percentage is of your like full brain capacity so if you don't know your dreams aren't accounted for also because i think dreams 
are often like inverted versions of what you're thinking. They don't have, they're not like relatable, like, even though they might involve real people in real instances, what they actually mean, it could just be like a twisted version of what's actually happening in my experience as an expert dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would feel like people, oh. sorry, I would then um, question, what would your thought be on an action done while sleepwalking? Would you take that to the same degree? Because obviously with sleepwalking, you are actually committing something or imagine like if in the same example i in my i slept walked broke into my neighbor's house stole their dog um, your neighbor's getting a really bad deal out of this <laughs> they also don't have a dog i feel like I you've also thought about this many times um but like should i be reprimanded for that obviously not talking about like the legal aspect but just on the moral aspect if you're still dreaming though, even if you are physically moving, you're not, you're not in control of where you're going, really. So surely the same argument applies, like no matter if you're like just lying in bed or walking around. Okay, so it doesn't make a difference if I actually complete the action or if I'm just sort of thinking about it in my subconscious. Mm, I think if you're fully unaware of what you're doing, if you're completely asleep, yeah, you can't really, like even if you are, I don't know, it's difficult because part of me is like, yeah, well, if you actually broke someone's window, then you should compensate them. But if you're completely out of it and, and still asleep, that, mm, I don't know. And so what about if it was the same circumstances, but the reason that I was out of it in inverted commas was because I, it was sort of drug induced. Would that be the same? I think it depends on the strength of the drug because I think that is different in the sense that hopefully you chose to ingest the drug consensually, oh, sorry, voluntarily. Yeah. So any effects thereafter, you know, will happen to an extent. Like, for example, if you're drinking, you know how you are when you're drinking. Therefore, you know not to do certain things or like to wear a helmet. I don't know, like <laughs> certain precautions you'll take. If in your drug-filled rage, you go and steal your next door neighbor's hypothetical dog, <laughs> that will sound like it will look like intent as if it was a planned action in my opinion but also if you specifically were to do that i'd be very surprised because you like real dogs and not hypothetical ones <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for that discussion should we move on to the next one i feel like oh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> um, so our next one is um so this one is sort of inspired by the instagram post that i've been seeing so i found that during isolation Instagram posts have either been really terrifying and quite upsetting in that it's always like I wake up at 7am go do yoga and then I start knitting and sewing or it's been really relaxing and been like oh you don't have to do anything if you just shower and like possibly wash your face and that's the great start of the day and in one of those posts I found I found one talking about how a woman had started taking what her friends and family were saying at face value which meant that it was a lot easier for her to sort of process and understand what people were saying and without having to spend a lot of time sort of like demystifying or decoding what someone was saying and um, she found it really liberating and I was wondering if is that acceptable in all circumstances because obviously especially during isolation right now when we're not with our friends we can't see everyone and see exactly what how they are doing how can we 
justify taking what they say at face value. Um, for example, if I was with my friend and they were crying while saying they were fine, obviously I would then know to like not take that. But during these circumstances where we're not necessarily with our friends, we don't exactly understand exactly how they are feeling and how they're doing. Can we justify taking what they say at face value? I, I think with friends, I found myself typing a bit more or like rounding off messages a bit more in case that my like sarcasm doesn't come across as so mean. Um, I don't really, with the, with the like content you see on Instagram, I find it, I'm finding everything is also on Instagram. You know the challenges people do? I'm like, no, even if they're really bad intentions, I'm just like, I haven't got time. And <laughs> I think that's me going through a kind of, maybe I'm just having one of those like stroppy adult moments. Honestly, I don't, I don't do exercise. Literally, I'm like, I don't, I don't really keep you up these before. I'm not doing now. Do you see the one it. where it's like um, handstand and you have to put a t-shirt on while yeah. you handstand? And that, was, <laughs> that is so much assumed knowledge as if I can even get up like, to a headstand, let alone a handstand. Like what? so much rage but this is the thing because i'm like i i feel because i say all that now i feel bad because i'm like people are doing this because there's literally nothing else to do so in terms of face value i know we talked about this before i think the one time i take face value like seriously is when i'm talking to someone i might like because i often find myself like fictionalizing the rest of their personality if they haven't given it to me so i'll just be like making a whole whole ass person who's interesting engaging wants to talk to me and i'm like actually based on literally what you've said to me no and that's fine because i have met boring people and i will continue to meet boring people which is a matter of like <laughs> cat like filing them away before i start giving myself like some romantic ideas mm. um but with friends i think it's worth not taking things at face value because some of us still aren't used to typing and that being our own communication so if someone comes across cold just be sure just be sure i would say but that's also because i'm a bit paranoid as you know kind of chime in chime in I think just time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, I think especially during this time that even if people are like they're telling you they're okay and stuff, like hopefully they are. But I feel like we should always, I don't know, just like not look into things too much because then we could just be worrying about loads of people um, when they could actually just be fine. But like making the effort to actually find out if that's true it's quite important and then i don't know i just think i think it's quite an easy option as well just to like say that you're no longer gonna double guess what people are saying and just be like oh if they tell me they're fine then i'm not just i'm not gonna like probe i'm not gonna um i'm just gonna assume that if they want to tell me otherwise they would Mm. which would be ideal if everyone just like express themselves when they wanted to but sometimes people just don't feel like they can so it's kind of like I think to just I don't know I feel like it's quite the easy option of just be like oh they said they're fine I don't have to worry I'm not responsible like I think just because we're all online and on zoom and messenger and stuff you shouldn't stop caring about people like you would if you were face to face that's the thing I think the nice thing with face to face sorry Charlotte what did you say Sorry, I was just saying that I really agree, but sorry, carry on. Yeah, I think to tie into that, I think, oh my God, that's such a podcast phrase to tie into that. Um, <laughs> we made it. We've done it, guys. I think 
this thing of like this kind of resurgence of video calling i think mm. is key because yeah there's, there's it's one thing to type kind of potentially passive aggressive but also potentially just they're just tired message but actually seeing their faces communicate the same thing and you can be like okay body language tells me they are actually fine we're gonna be doing all right yeah. but then if i ask you something else and it seems to like hit a nerve i don't know if that's your internet liking but hopefully it's more clear that something's wrong rather than a kind of a very brief message do you know what I mean? yeah i feel like we should all i'm really liking the whole coffee date situation right now just be like just because i'm not with my homies i don't know why i just said homies um <laughs> please excuse I, me i go for virtual pub just because Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I think i'll ever, ever, ever be able to step into spoons again it's just <laughs> it's it was grimy to begin with but now they didn't pay their workers holiday pay and i'm like well you've made this really hard for yourselves yeah also just like in general regal do you know what? I just don't miss it. I miss the music. Are you serious? No, of course I'm serious. And it was no. Yes, of course I'm serious. <laughs> As we know, I famously have a bad set taste in music. Like, I'm just pop. I'm a pop girl <laughs> through and through. Mika was my musical awakening. Like, that's the standard of self. <laughs> of course I love regal music. I, also, mm. if that was anywhere else, I'd happily go there. There's yeah. a place beginning with L I'm not going to mention, but if they had music okay. like that, yeah. Did you say Lolo? I, I didn't say it, and I wasn't going to say it, but then you said it. My mom calls it Lola Lows. She doesn't just call it Lolas. Lolas. She's Lolas, like, yeah. are you going to Lola Lows? And I'm like, no. I that. Why? <laughs> Charlotte, how long have you been Ma- Hannah's mum? That's so exciting. <laughs> it? Always. It's been a great time. I think um, also, to carry on with what you were saying, Darcy, I really enjoyed having sort of like weekly not like appointments or meetings but like a weekly schedule and like a plan to have coffee have a video call at a at the same time because I think it is hard to I mean I've thrown my calendar and diary out the window during um isolation literally (laughs) not literally but (laughs) I was gonna say maybe I caught it (laughs) yeah or like your neighbour that's the real reason. This famous neighbour. This is the beginning of the attacks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think it's been really helpful to know that I'm going to see this person at this time on this day, and that's going to carry on throughout, like indefinitely throughout isolation. And um, I really enjoy our weekly calls. I think they're really, like, really important. And it's also a week is actually quite a long time. I found um, that there's a like there might not be that much that we're doing but there's a lot of like thoughts and a lot happening generally in the world to catch up on so I think yeah. it is really important to have those weekly or like bi-weekly or whatever um yeah just to check in yeah exactly if you went from having housemates to now being with a family or just living alone again you need like you're so used to that constant human contact that to not have that is quite a shock so even like just calls to do you know like when someone is on the call and you don't do they could do something else but you just they're just kind of virtually there with you like, i think that's mm. so comforting Definitely. um also to sign up like a strong friendship whatever but like that sort of thing is what you would have had in a house in a student house for example which now you can't have um unless your brother comes and sits in your room which happens quite a lot with me. <laughs> <laughs> See, the only thing i was going to say is i can say this because we aren't releasing this till monday also, like, for the people who have their birthdays during lockdown, 
so this is a sad moment for all of us summer babies but it's also just like making sure that even though you're not together you still like celebrate people's like day of birth and make them feel special because it's kind of lonely if you'd already planned to spend time with your friends and stuff like that so like for example my housemate Naomi she just turned 22 and we've just had this idea to like have a virtual pub thing on Saturday and then also like surprise her we're like making a playlist of the music she likes and then we're all just gonna like put it on at the same time and she's not know- gonna know what's happening we're all just gonna start dancing and just that's like have that boogie we wanted that's but nice. um just not with her and I think it's like little things like that it's just like it just makes people happy hopefully and that's the aim of the game I think yeah just consistency because I think also even if we weren't in quarantine if you spent this much time by yourself like in your own head I know I would go I would question everything I've ever done which I already do on a very daily basis but now I have time <laughs> to do it do you know what I mean uh-huh. and I have coffee and I'm like and I'm like okay no <laughs> sorry can we have that one more for the people in the back people in the back there you go <laughs> and he's like guys that's your that's your Darcy's talking fast sound also that um I don't need isolation to make drastic changes to my hair so I found that <laughs> <laughs> um, during quarantine, it's been really hard to not pick up the scissors. And um, like everyone keeps like shaving their hair, dyeing their hair. And I do that when I have like a minor inconvenience. So um, <laughs> I found just having to like, actually like, knowing that I will see people virtually also. I'm like, well, I'm not going to get... Um, a fringe I forgot what the word was I'm not going to cut a fringe because even if it grows back in three months I actually am seeing my friend tomorrow virtually and um I'm going to judge myself even though even if she won't judge me I will judge myself for what I've done <laughs> tonight at 3am I think we have to talk about this actually many people taking hair risks without making taking the necessary precautions obviously disclaimer here do what you want it's your body ultimately we're not I mean I'm commenting but I'm not saying you know follow my guidelines but if your head shape is not <laughs> symmetrical or not angular, why do you take the clippers? Why have you decided to shave your head? Also, Charlotte, for your hair, for the listeners who don't know, Charlotte has quite curly hair. And so does my mother. Um, but fortunately, that gift was lost in the, in the old birth. Um, so <laughs> if you do want a fringe, I think it would work quite well. But obviously you have to cut it longer so it bounces up. And it'd be like kind of more like... Cur- not cur- what's it called? not curtains is it called it's like a wispy fringe like a wispy yeah like a kind of opening yeah if you want to because as we said do what you want and exactly. also your hair's nice now as someone who's recently cut a fringe i can send you some great fringe cutting youtube videos um, well, that would help get. you in this process this is the resource pooling that we deserve exactly. Thank you so the real recommendations i That's feel right. like given the fact that i had so many so many like cries get like when I cut my hair over summer. I mean, this is last summer. I don't think that I can mentally take cutting a fringe. It might seem like a good idea now, but I will probably spend like four months regretting it and crying myself to sleep. For the listener, she does cry a lot. Like this is important <laughs> and upsetting to her, but also for context, she's done this a lot. It is healthy. It's healthy. Also, crying. Shout out to crying. Shout out to crying many times. Crying has sorted me out, sorted many people out. Just, it's a good outlet. It's yeah. important to have um, a crying playlist, I think. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Do you have one? 
Oh yeah, so many. What sort of music do you have in your yeah, can you give us like three? Yeah, can you give us three songs? Okay, let me bring it up because is that... I... I so like so this means like if you're upset, you're like wait. I can't cry yet. I have to like roll upstairs, yeah. put on the playlist, and then release the waterworks. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, so it's called Hysterically Crying in one, two, three. But and you have three different playlists. No, sorry. So um, it's in the number one. One dot dot dot. Then like counting ah. you in. But you got you got you. Um, so one of them is Landslide, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Um, the next one is um, there's one Liberté which is um, a French song but it's um, based off it's like the reading of the poem by Paul Eloire it's like this French he was this French surrealist poet and he wrote a poem that was distributed in the war, during the war and it was all to do with, it sounds like it's written for a woman and it's like um in my school book, I write her name, da, 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 and at the end, the name is Liberty. And it was like dropped down by, I think, British airplanes into like the French. Um, was this during Nazi occupation? Sorry? Was this during yeah. Nazi occupation? Okay, yeah. I was just saying, like, if this is modern, I'm like, what liberty? I mean, liberty for everyone, but also I was like, what? But okay, I'm with you. Contextually, I'm with you. <laughs> That's I should two. have said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Then we've got a few more French, actually a lot of French ones. Um, so a man called Patrick Bruel, who's written Qui a le droit? Nice one. Luan with Je Vol. Oh, then, I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. And then yeah, we've great. got If I Ever Leave This World Alive, a flogging Molly, which is, have you watched P.S. I Love You? No. Oh, I tried, I didn't like it. Oh my goodness. So, um... I think that I hyperventilated during it. Right. Like, Again, for <laughs> the listener, this is, this is big Charlotte energy. Like, <laughs> taking everything very personally, not personally necessarily, but just like quite a visible reaction to lots of things going on around her. Which again, is so, so fine with. But when yeah. she comes in with these big statements, th- there's no you need to... You don't want anyone that. worrying. Yeah. Know? No, I mean, I'm fine, but... Um... <laughs> Just listening to the soundtrack makes me cry. Um, if you haven't watched the film, it's amazing. I think I've recommended it like five times this week. It's a really, really, really good film. Me and Hannah just shared a look. <laughs> Charlotte's getting emotional. <laughs> anyway, on that sad note, should we move on to some positivity? Hannah, should we, <laughs> do you want to introduce the next section? Um, positivity window. We'll have about a jingle scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is the section of this podcast where we talk about just like positive stuff that we've done this week or hope to do, or just like general things that made us happy. I elect Darcy. Would you like to uh, start us off? Okay, I have found. For some people, this will be an annoying recommendation. And as a fellow lazy person, I can relate. But I have found exercising every other day, or with some regularity, very, I know, I know, I know, very <laughs> therapeutic. Not really, I don't really care for exercise, but it gives me some structure. It gives me a reason to shower. 
and showering as well always starts the day for me and also works with my skin quite well i don't know if anyone wants to explain that please do and enjoying the sun in any way you can i appreciate we're all quite privileged in terms of gardens but other people do another way of accessing the sun for a window or like reading your book by sunlight i do that too there you go. what exercise have you been doing <laughs> sorry that wasn't funny um just your regular schmegular gym stuff but in my conservatory which is sweaty because it's basically a greenhouse but it's all You're worth it because hot yoga. no i tried hot yoga and that was that killed me this guy was going <laughs> so fast i was like i haven't i'm not hot i mean i am but like i wasn't like temperature hot but i was like i'm not warmed up my muscles are not warm i'm moving doing all these warriors and i'm like i don't i'm worrying as in like a anxious i'm not i'm not a warrior as in combative and it was like 15 minutes and i just had to slow it down i've never done it on youtube on youtube i only ever speed up because as you know you can hear how fast i speak I, I have the same like listening retention maybe i needed to be sweaty maybe i need to be in the hot pod with him but not impressed anyway that's some positive positively <laughs> now i found another yoga video that i much prefer oh yeah there you go hannah what have you got what have i got oh actually this is not something I've done, but if you're pals with me, you've definitely seen it. My um, brother is like obsessed with this um, comedy sketch show called Posh Nosh. And sorry, it's just making me laugh, think of it. So there's a really cool episode called Architects and <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Fish and chips. And basically, it's a man and a woman, and they cook, and then they just use the weirdest, like, verbs and adjectives for everything that they're doing. And, like, for example, um, if he's, like, using butter in a recipe, he'll be like, now harass your butter. Or, like, if he's putting in eggs, it's like, insinuate your eggs. Uh. And, like, it's just quite funny. Anyway, so my brother, he decided that a really productive... Um, use of his day the other day was to be spoofing that like kind of format so he he, um he decided that he would make madeleines and he like did his like best Richard E. Gore impression and he filmed this like I want to say it's like a minute maybe like two minutes in total video of him spoofing the posh nosh thing honestly that made my week perhaps my life and yeah, that's that's the really positive thing that's come out of this week for me. I'm impressed. It's really funny. I have watched it maybe like six times. Just the same video on repeat. That's great. <laughs> have you seen it, Darcy? Not yet, but that's because I have a thing about Instagram turning sound on as I scroll. I'm like, whoa! And so <laughs> I turn everything off. So I will watch it. Um, yeah, by next podcast, I'll be all clued up on... All clued up. On Do it. The actor. I can send it to you if you uh, find Instagram too stressful a platform to watch it on. <laughs> okay, I didn't quite say that, but I'll find a way. I'll find a way. Well, I mentioned earlier on this podcast that I was going to bring um, Rewilding's lady back in. And this is why, is that my positivity was that she um, has created this um, sort of no it's like an email list I think and it's called community dance party and what happens is you can sign up on her Instagram and she sends you a email every day with a different song and you're just going to have like a, a dance to that song every day and 
it's been really great because it comes through at like eight or something so as soon as I start my day I have a little dance to a song and it exposes me to new songs and they're always really uplifting which meant that I then created another playlist to have happy uplifting song bake bread too but um actually my dad went shopping yesterday and found out that there's no more flour in the shops so everyone is on a little house on the prairie fetish there's no need to make this much bread there is no need <laughs> everyone's making so much bread and it's more like sourdough yeah also sourdough it's not the better bread no. i know we're trying to get move away from white bread but white bread still remains up there okay no, i have to disagree it's just and a lot. Me and you have different tastes anyway. From the very beginning, we've had different tastes. <laughs> that's true. And that's fine. You need, you need differences in friendships. Mainly bread. <laughs> um, I had a question about rewilding. Oh, what kind of songs? Like, can you give us... Do we, do we know any of them? Um, yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, I'll pull it up again. So, hashtag community dance. Party. Um, so, Kiss by Prince is the first one up there. Tunes. Um, Heart of Glass, Bondi another good one we've got she's electric oasis wild thing the trogs i like they're not like obscure songs but yeah they're all great great to dance to and um a lot of them are now featuring on my um new pod, uh, my new playlist what um what, what which one's been your um favorite so far yeah which one's been the biggest boogie oh like definitely kiss kiss to be fair it's such by, a good one by who sorry prince, prince. Oh. I'd like to make a public service announcement about Spotify. Ooh, me and my brother have been talking about this for maybe centuries. Um, and now you finally can do this. You can make spot folders on Spotify. So you can put all the like playlists you have in one place. For example, all of my birthday playlists are in one place now. All of my musical playlists. That's handy. See? And you can drag them. So like, if you don't want them right at the top, which you know maybe you don't, Right at the bottom, in the middle, como quieres. All the, also, you can move Spotify's own playlist in there. Like, the world is literally your oyster. <laughs> and I was so happy to figure that out. I literally ran out. I was like, Leo, I have great news. <laughs> I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> that is truly life changing. Thank you. No, you are welcome. <laughs> announcement. So, I think we should um, end the podcast. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for more. I've been Darcy. I've been Hannah. Um, I've been Charlotte. Well, thank you all for listening. We've been CB3. Bezos! And um, see you next Monday. Bye, Hannis. Bye-bye.